Internet. The final frontier. These are the episodes of the podcast, The Nerd Blitz. It's continuing mission to attempt entertaining, to seek out news with humor, to boldly make jokes most had the good taste not to before. Commentary for Star Trek 2 The Wrath of God I'm Doom And I'm Fitz What's up everybody? Yeah, what's up? I'm fucking down for this shit Me too, my favorite Star Trek movie I'm sorry, I apologize, we're not watching Wrath of Khan We're watching Wrath of Khan, the director's cut Which I don't think I've ever seen, I'm not sure Oh I think it's only like three minutes longer because, mm-hmm. as I told you, I listened to the uh, theatrical cut commentary yesterday, and it's Nicholas Meyer mm-hmm. and Manny Cotto, mm-hmm. which, again, as we've talked about, Manny Cotto was the showrunner for Enterprise in season four. Mm-hmm. Sounds like an all-star third baseman. It kind of does, doesn't it? <laughs> he does, That really is like a baseball player name. Oh, uh, Manny Cotto. Yeah. But in there, Nicholas Meyer says... I'm not really a fan of, like, director's cuts, he goes, because normally they're longer, bloated, and they just kind of slow everything down. Mm -hmm. And he goes, and I know that's funny coming from me since I've got a director's cut of this movie. And he goes, but it's not much longer. And he goes, I think it makes a couple things make sense. So I don't think there's a lot. Obviously, there's not a lot missing from the theatrical cut. Yeah. But watching that commentary there's one line or one piece specifically that's chopped out that it's kind of weird in the theatrical cut but in the director's cut it makes perfect sense that it's chopped out or they chopped it out in the theatrical but it makes sense in the director's cut yeah when they put it back in right there's something in the theatrical cut that's like well that's kind of weird but when you see the director's cut, I didn't even notice it because it makes perfect sense. It's oh. But with it missing, it's kind of like, that's weird. That's an odd choice. Gotcha. I'll tell you this. It's something to do with Scotty. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, is it the dead crewman? Yeah. It's his nephew or his somebody? Yeah, it's his nephew. Yeah, that's what I... I, I think I did... I, th- I must have seen this. I must have seen okay, this yeah. before and then been like, holy shit, I didn't know that because I do mm-hmm. remember... I do remember discovering that at one point and being like, oh, shit, that does make sense. Because, yeah, for the longest time, I was like, that's weird. Right, because he's, like, bawling and shit. Right. When this dude dies, and it's like, I mean, I guess when you're out in space with, like, 400 people, you do kind of become a family. But right. it's really weird that he's that broken up. But in the director's cut, when he's like, it's my nephew, Captain. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, I get it now. Right. So, yep, you got it. I don't know what else is missing because... That stuff isn't, it doesn't take up a lot of space. Hmm. So, I don't know. They don't really talk about it too much. Okay. Oh, speaking of, this is something I discovered too, because he mentioned it in that commentary. I didn't know fucking Nicholas Meyer had written, as to this point right now, four fucking Sherlock Holmes novels. Really? Uh Uh-huh. And he made the first one into a movie called The 7% Solution, I think. 
<laughs> back in like the 70s. And then he wrote two books in the 70s, or maybe one in the 70s, one in the 80s, and one in the 90s. And then the fourth one came out in 2019. Huh. That's fucked up. And I was like, huh? I think I've heard of the 7% solution. Uh, probably, yeah. And he directed the movie, so. Yeah. Not to be confused with the peanut butter solution. I don't think I want to know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. It's some fucking weird movie where they're trying to cure cancer with peanut butter or some shit. I don't know. I never watched it. It looked fucked up. Oh, okay. That went a totally different way than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't involve dogs. and Dogs or sandpaper-tongued cats. Yeah. It didn't involve any of that. Maybe a little bit. Anyway, yeah. So that was fucking fascinating to find out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I kind of want to fucking read those. Yeah. Because he... um. I did a lot of fucking research yesterday. Well, that's good, because I didn't do any, as usual. I've got a pop-up text commentary thing on here, which I thought was kind of dumb. It would have been fine. It would have been way better if they'd have just done the commentary that I'm trying to debate if I want to play it with that or the subtitles on. Hmm. But uh, it's Mike and Denise Okuda. Okay. Them, like, giving trivia and shit. It's, it makes sense now why this is... One of the best, and then uh, four, because I think he worked on that one, too. He was a writer. Nicholas Meyer? Uh-huh, according to my research. Oh, wow. And it's like, oh, so that's why those are the good ones. And even fucking Star Trek Six, he directed that. It's like, well, fuck yeah, the ones he was involved with. Are- Did he really? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Here, let's pull up Nicholas Meyer. Let's see, filmography. Screenplay, writer on Voyage Home. Director, screenplay, writer on Undiscovered Country. Yeah. Wow. That's why the fucking even-numbered ones are good. He was involved. Mystery solved. Fucking A. There's no, um, yeah. Oh, shit. For a second, I was like, holy shit. There's a movie called The Informant from 1997. I didn't see the date for a second, and I thought that was the movie with uh, Matt Damon. Oh. Which Frank uh, Welker has a cameo in that as Matt Damon's dad. Oh, no shit. It's a good movie. Yeah, I've heard that one's a good movie. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Back in season one of Discovery, he was a consulting producer on that, too. Wow. Let's see. His Sherlock Holmes novels. 1974, The 7% Solution. I was one years old. 1976, The West End Horror. It's West End Horror? Horror. Horror. I've heard of her. Horror. Is that better? Mm-hmm. That sounds weird when people say horror like that. Horror. Horror. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. It's horror. Yeah, I don't like it either. 1993, The Canary Trainer, and 2019, The Adventure of the Peculiar Protocols. Mm. Those are his Sherlock novels. Hmm. Interesting. It's quite an interesting niche to find yourself in. Fucking A, right? I write Sherlock Holmes novels. (laughs) Like one every 10 years. (laughs) It says they're pastiche novels, which means, you know, like they're crossed over with something else. But I don't see what they're crossed over with other oh. than, like, real life, because one of the things I read was, like, the hallmark of his novels is that they involve, like, real people. But it's like, fucking Conan Doyle did that shit, too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Did he? I thought he did. Either way, it sounds interesting, and yeah. Nicholas Meyer sounds like an interesting fucking dude. Yeah, for sure. I wonder why they didn't bring him in for, like, the TNG movies or TNG, well, yeah, TNG itself, because it was running... While he was making his Star Trek pictures. I don't at least know. one of them. Maybe he was too busy making his Star Trek pictures. I guess, but either way, like I said, he sounds fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know that quote you told me of, uh, I think it was Harv Bennett talking about Kirk, Spock, and McCoy? Yeah. I actually saw the interview that that was pulled from. On oh, no disc. shit. Where it says, 
where it says they're verbatim, dude. They're the perfect person split three ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like fucking Spock is the logical, the cold logical mm-hmm. one. Yeah, verbatim. That dude just transcribed the fucking special feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you if you combine all three of them, you have like the perfect human being. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing was, which is funny though, because like. You combine all three of them, you have the perfect human being, and it's like one of them's half not human. He's Vulcan. That's uh, true. So how do you get the perfect human? Fuck a Vulcan. Yeah, fuck a Vulcan. That's right. <laughs> it also works because it's like you can have somebody's inner thoughts, but it's played out between three different characters. Right. So you don't have to right. you don't have to do like voiceover or mm-hmm. you can get the same effect of reading a book where you can get inside someone's head inside their internal monologue but it's played out between the three different parts of their personality true but what's interesting too about star trek is they have that internal monologue device that they can use captain's log yeah and they do use it they do but it's fascinating that they're like yeah let's fucking double down and make sure we can fucking nail this shit to the wall it's pretty cool right but i mean the there's the captain's log is just like facts it's not like right he's not debating with himself you know. Right. But it, still, I'm saying it's like they gave themselves a double redundancy, basically. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, they're through the course of fucking Star Trek history, especially like after the original series, there are times where the captain's log is not, you know, just the facts, ma'am. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe I'm blending books in. I know I've read a couple books where the captain's log is, you know, almost like a diary mm. instead of a fucking log. Yeah. Either way, like I said, I think it's cool that they provided themselves with a double redundancy to make sure that they can get their fucking points across and cover all bases. Yeah, and the more that I'm reading that 50-year journey book, the more that I'm getting convinced that Gene Roddenberry might almost be a Bob Kane-esque figure. What do you mean? Not that he like took all the credit for for stuff, but that people gave him all the credit oh. for like that Gene L. Coon. Right. It sounds like... Most of the people in this book say that he's more responsible for most of the things that are Star Trek. Right. Like Roddenberry had the idea and the vision, and he's the one that pushed. He was the salesman right. that pushed it and got it made, but that it was really the the people that he brought in around him that made the show what it was. Um, I can believe that simply because, again, on this 50th anniversary set, they talk about the animated series and how important it was to them to get the writers as many as the original writers together as they could. Yeah. And it shows like, sure that show is kind of stiff. The animation sucks, but those stories are good. Yeah. And the other thing they point to was like the first six episodes or whatever Mm -hmm. of the show. It doesn't really know what it is. Right. Like it's kind of just like, I mean, they're good, but they're not like, they're not what Star Trek became. And that's because, after those episodes, that's when Gene Kuhn came in and would write just crazy amounts of scripts and like he invented a whole bunch of Star Trekian type trope shit. Right. So it was almost like everybody gives all the credit to Roddenberry for being the visionary behind the show or whatever, which is true. But but at the same time, people in this book are saying like if it wasn't for that Gene Kuhn dude, like that show would have been nothing. It would have faded pretty quick. Yeah, I mean that. That seems plausible to me. Yeah, like Roddenberry guided everything and kept it the way that he wanted it. You know, he right. But it was. Yeah, no, I I can totally see that being plausible or possible, however you want to look at it. Because yeah. I mean, honestly, every show's like that. Look yeah. at Clone Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking even 
you know, like Filoni. Filoni's the heart of that show. But even he is like, I couldn't have done it without George. So I can see like the similar comparison where it's like, right. Gene Elkoon may have been the fucking, you know, heart of that show, but it's like he wouldn't have been able to build that heart or pump that blood as the heart without Roddenberry. So yeah, I can see that. Right. Like he introduced like the banter and the, Mm. the needling that Spock and McCoy do of each other. Right. All that kind of shit. He's he's the one that started all that. Which dude, I keep telling you fucking Star Trek Beyond does that shit so well. Yeah. The more I think about and see that movie, the more I fucking love it, dude. Mm. Which it's it's crazy to me because, one, the director was one of those fucking Fast and Furious directors. Uh. And those are dog shit. But, two, following fucking Into Darkness, which, again, was like a good movie until it completely imploded. Yeah. And fucking third factor would be Simon Pegg, who was a big influence on it. Mm. It's crazy how fucking good that movie is. Mm. Yeah, no, there's there's a couple fucking really great Spock McCoy scenes in that movie. And I think a lot of that was because I think that movie came out on the 50th anniversary. Oh, did it really? Huh. Or for the 50th anniversary. I think it was mm. And like there's a lot of shit layered in there from the entire history. Like there's big ties to fucking Enterprise. Obviously, it's a TOS sort of movie you know Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah i still gotta watch that one at some point you really fucking do i know you were really disappointed after into dark oh yeah i I understand it but fucking you've gotta watch it that would hurt my soul no i I know (laughs) i know it really did i can see why (laughs) it was like this movie except shittier (laughs) (laughs) well yeah (laughs) and you're not watching this i was thinking about that movie and it's like once again that movie was so great until they were like yeah i don't know let's just redo the old one right because they took it in such an interesting direction a fresh new direction yeah and then they were like man let's just redo that but oh i got an idea let's swap the roles that'd be cool wouldn't it yeah and it's like no yeah not really yeah but seriously check out beyond dude you've gotta you'll love it yeah i reject that movie with every fiber of my being. And fucking, like I've told you before, too, Star Trek Beyond plays as a better sequel to the first one. Okay. Than Into Darkness does. Hmm. Like, if you imagine, you know, them having all kind of adventures in between the first movie and the third movie and just completely fucking forget the second movie, it plays so much better. Hmm. But Works for me. Yeah. Fucking A. I mean, we're going to have to watch it for this in about 12 years anyway. Okay. I can't wait. That's wishful thinking, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if we make it Yeah, I was going to say, this is wishful thinking that I'm alive in 12 years. Oh, you think you're going to be the one to go first? I didn't say first, but... Touche. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we're going to have to watch it, but... <sighs> yeah, that hurt my heart about as much as Nemesis did. You know, I've had that battle before, and it's like, which one is worse? Hmm. And it's like... I just met with the blatant... Dog shittiness. Well, to redo Wrath of Khan. Right. Basically. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. I think we can all agree, though, fucking the fifth one is the worst. I mean, that's not even up for debate. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a few years, too. And I swear to God, dude, it's like a fucking parody. Nemesis is King Lear compared to... Fucking A! Holy shit! Star Trek V. Like, in... 
here's the thing about Star Trek Five. I know we need to get into the movie, but mm. we got to talk about this. It's Star Trek Five across the face. Kind of like you even warned me. It's like, oh, it's a bad one, and I was like, okay. So my expectations were already low. Yeah, I've seen it exactly one time. I know. <laughs> and that was like 30 years ago, and I can still tell you. I still was like, it's terrible. Don't even bother. And I'm like, but I mean, I've got it. I might as well. And you're like, okay, but it's it's fucking dog shit. It's your funeral. And I'm like, okay, so he's telling me like it's complete dog shit. So I'm probably going to end up loving this because he has set my expectations <laughs> so low. And I remember after I watched that, I was like, dude, you lied to me. And you're like, what? And I was like. You totally undersold how bad that movie is, and you were harsh. <laughs> I know. I know. At first, I was like, oh, my God, was I totally wrong? I can't possibly be that wrong, could I? Because, yeah, I did really fucking string you along for a second. And then my second thought was, has he lost his fucking mind? <laughs> well, I mean, is that it- should have been your first thought, and you should have confirmed it like that after <laughs> thinking it. But, yeah, I did. I loved fucking playing you along on that one, stringing you along a little uh, bit. I was like, oh, God, please, please don't have liked it. Like I said back then, it feels like a fucking parody. Mm -hmm. Somehow fucking Galaxy Quest is a better, more faithful fucking Star Trek movie. <laughs> and that is straight up a fucking balls out parody comedy. Yeah. But it works so much better as a Star Trek movie than that turd. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Do you think I should watch with subtitles or with the text fucking trivia commentary horse shit? I don't know. Text trivia horse shit might be more useful for the commentary but thought provoking yeah possibly <laughs> our conversation stoking whatever you want to call it possibly okay well i might have to turn this up a little bit so let's see oh i've got a piece of trivia up right now billy all right yeah i have one hour 56 minutes and 31 seconds how much you got the same but 28 seconds oh shit son mine's already up on the paramount mountain oh mine's not that's where the extra seconds are. Yes, sir. Okay, there's my mountain. That sounds fucking dirty, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do have a piece of trivia right as we go into the movie, too, that'll you may fucking know, may not know, I don't know, but... Okay. And, and you know what's fucked up? No, oh, fuck it, we'll start and then I'll tell you this, okay? Okay. Everybody get your shit lined up. Once again, Star Trek II, The Wrath of God. Oh, and by the way, earlier this week on Patreon... Patreon? Let's try that again in English. Earlier this week on Patreon, we released uh, Star Trek the original series Space Seed, mm -hmm. which sounds dirty. I know. Khan's original fucking appearance. Right. So It's like we planned it in conjunction with this commentary. Yeah, it's horseshit. We don't plan nothing. It's like a companion piece. Nope. I'm talking out your ass, son. Mm. <laughs> okay. But yeah, go check that out on the $5 level. You get that in like 33 or 34 hours of other horseshit. Mm -hmm. It's good horseshit, though. The $5 level, i.e. the only real level. Yeah, there's the $1 level, the $5 level, and then the joke level. Yeah. Which, by the way, we made that $6,666 because we were afraid that if we made it like 66 66 or something or 600 Somebody would actually pay for it. Yeah. Then we'd have to really do, they would have to really do some shit. <laughs> I don't want to take requests for a commentary. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, go check that out. At the $5 Night of Nerd Blitz level, because it sets up this movie pretty damn well. Anyway, once again, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, director's cut. You good? I'm good. Three, two, one, play. Um, okay, what was I saying that I said? Well, I'll tell you that in a minute. I don't know, some piece of trivia? Yeah.
I don't know. I do know this, though. Oh, fucking trivia here over the credits. It says, uh, This Starfield was a computer-generated image created with a digital planetarium projector called an Evans and Sutherland digijector. What digijector? The projector was programmed to display a real star field from the point of view of an observer moving through our galaxy at tremendous speed. A film camera was pointed into the planetarium dome and filmed the result. Each point of light, therefore, represents a real star in accurate 3D something. I missed it. Huh, no shit. It's accurate yes. 3D star field. Oh, I, yes, love, it's a com- I love the themes in this, too, by the way. Listening oh, yeah. to this come up. Yeah. It always fucked me up because that's like the, not the font, but that's the color of the fucking long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, It's kind of, yeah. And it's almost like a TNG font, too. Yeah. Fucked up, yo. Yeah. God, that music gave me goosebumps, actually. That's fucked up. Make show dang, dang, tangle. That's fucked up. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Um... Oh, I guess I'll just tell you the piece of trivia. You know the, uh, oh, fuck that. I'll save that a minute. Um, in that commentary I listened to, yeah, Meyer said he, he's noticed in his years, yeah, fuck her, that, uh, oh, yeah, (laughs) um, he's noticed over the years that audiences really don't remember the first five minutes of any movie, no matter what. And he says, because, everybody always remembers like the end or the big moments in the middle. He goes, because nobody talks about, we killed Spock twice in this movie. Oh yeah. He goes, they just remember the spoilers. They remember the end where we killed Spock. Right. Well, he goes, they... but we killed him right at the top. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, not really. No, there, but I mean, to be, imagine to be going fair. Into this the, <laughs> right. Yeah. But imagine going into this the very first time and it's like, ba-boom! Oh, shit, they Spock dying. Mm-hmm. That would fuck you up for a couple seconds. Then you're like, oh, he's fine. Anyway, moving on. I think uh, Nick Meyer said, too, maybe it was when they were working on this, he told Ricardo Montalban, he goes, you should be fucking doing, like, King Lear and shit. And... Montalban was like, I can't, I've got a Spanish accent. And he goes, who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. This is another computer generated bullshit, it says. And it's like, no shit. Well, no shit. With an Evans and Sutherland computer. It's like, yeah, duh. Oh, here's my piece of trivia that's just pop. Oh, see that sign back there? No smoking at any time on the bridge. Yeah. Um, That was was a real, that was a real sign. It was mm-hmm. a real sign for the crew. And Rodden, well, I don't know about that, but Roddenberry noticed it mm-hmm. in this first shot, and he was like, can we take that down? Because uh, I'm hoping smoking doesn't make it into the future that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but does this set look familiar to you? Uh, is it the uh, motion picture set? Uh-huh. They redressed it for this to try and save money. Oh. And it's like, it actually looks better, too. Kind of. Although, I don't know. I like the, uh, I like the... Yeah, I don't. <laughs> oh, um, 
piece of trivia that's going to pop up for me here in a second. Oh, it shit. Says that, the Kobayashi Maru. Oh. oh, shit. Um, it said that this movie was the first to establish that there was a uh, neutral zone between the Federation and the Klingon Empire, too. Say that one more time. This movie was the first uh, place to set up that there was a neutral zone between the Federation and the Klingon Empire, too. Oh. Kind of like, you know, between the Romulans and the the Federation. Yeah. Yeah, fucking, I do not like her. Oh, you you fucked up. (laughs) These Klingon ships are stock footage from the first movie. Oh, that makes sense. I love the, the oh. I love that cool little the graphic of the shields going up. Yeah, I like I like it, and I like how it comes into play later. Um, that thing that uh, too late. That wireframe of the Enterprise that's not actually the movie version. That's a it's based on an early drawing for Phase Two. Oh. Oh shit. <laughs> You're all fucked up now. Boom. That's not trivia, but it says no doubt realistic simulators would be a valuable part of Starfleet training, but one would question using live explosives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It says I we would doubt NASA would do this. It's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, no shit. Famous it. Uh, shot right there. Uh huh. Because on all the fucking Blu-rays for these movies and shit, where it's like Star Trek, they use that shot. Yep. And you know what's interesting it, when I think of the TOS crew, even though like I'd never really watched any of the TOS movies, I always think of them in like these red uniforms and shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, they wore those for five movies many more years than they than they wore the original series uniforms true <laughs> i'm not a drama critic no <laughs> yeah we know it's her fucking film day de- studio film debut we wish it wasn't Look, she actually has a neck in this. Oh, shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I used to like her in this movie a lot. Like I said before, I've never liked her. Really? No. Like, seriously, when she came into Cheers, it's like, oh. It says, before Savick, all uh, Klingon females are... Vulcan female names started with uh, T, and the S was reserved for men like Spock and his dad. What's his dad's name? Uh, Sarek. That's him. Apparently that was a Nick Meyer thing. He's like, does nobody clean in the future? 
So they threw in a fucker vacuum and... Uh. Yeah, you fucking cheated. Oh, shit. What? You see that big fucking atrium thing? Yeah. That's a foreground miniature. It was placed close to the camera to make it look big. The, the glass ball? Yeah. That's fucked up. It was always interesting huh. that, that this is revolves around his birthday. Yeah. And like his, he's having like a midlife crisis. Right. And he's getting old and mm-hmm. fucking McCoy's like, here's glasses, dick. Uh-huh. Yep. Cause he's allergic to the, uh, to the medicine to fix his eyesight. That background painting right there mm-hmm. was originally made for the towering Inferno. No shit. Oh, that fucking diamond-shaped chrome shelf was later used in the Farpoint Mall in the TNG pilot. No shit. Looks like it was this used. Fucking... Looks like it looks like it was used in my aunt's house in nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> this fucking. Uh... Oh wow! Look at the background. See that little elevator climbing. Mm-hmm. I never noticed that. I just saw it in the fucking thing. Oh, yeah. This commentary, this text commentary is paying for itself what is, already. Why does it look like he's wearing a leotard? Which one? Uh, McCoy. Bones? Yeah. Because he's a fucking man of the 70s, dick. He likes to max and relax. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Oh shit, they're talking in this text commentary they're talking about how in the original version uh McCoy said he recommends that ren retinax or whatever, uh-huh. but here he administers it. Oh. And apparently there was some other a couple other lines. This scene was the very last shot for the movie. It was filmed in late January of 82 at the end of principal photography. Oh. Oh, wow, this is the same uh, stage that Khan's planet was on earlier in the shoot. Oh, yeah, they do that a lot. We use the same stage. Right. It's a fucking jazzy. It's a fucking jazzy fireplace. That chair does look kind of comfortable. Yeah. Who am I hiding from? Oh, shit. The computer on Kirk's desk in the window is a Commodore 64. Oh, yeah. Some might wonder why Kirk had such an old computer, but perhaps this is another... After this film was made, Kirk's apartment was saved for reuse in Star Trek III. Um, But some could say it's another show of his love for antiques. Yep. So, let's see. This was 82, right? Oh. <clears throat> the, uh, At least that's when they finished filming it. Reliant. Love the Reliant. Mm. You don't?
I don't know. I never really gave it much thought. I always thought it was a cool, cool like different de- design. Well, a piece of trivia just zipped by that said it was supposed to be like a upside down enterprise, but I didn't catch what the full meaning of that was, mm. or the full intent of that. Look at this casual motherfucker with his fucking shirt open. Mm-hmm. Close that shit up, fuck up. Oh, shit. The Reliant Bridge was, of course, another redress of the Enterprise set. Of course. Oh, the circular Enterprise Bridge had been built to be disassembled into a number of shapes. Make a Reliant Bridge look slightly different from the Enterprise. Oh. Yeah, I'm learning shit about this movie as we go, because I didn't get time to watch this fucking text commentary. Oh, yeah. Kirk was so old in this, he was, was he would have been 50. <laughs> 51, depending on when they shot it. Oh, shit. That was the space office complex from Star Trek 1. They just turned it upside down. Yeah, to make it regular one. Uh-huh. Wow, she looks so much better in uh, Into Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when she got naked. Who uh, who played her in Into Darkness? Alice. Oh, Alice Eve. Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Starting to agree, ain't you? A little bit. Sir, Sir Rock was the ancient Vulcan philosopher who led his people to adopt a life of logic. Yeah. I know. I watched Enterprise. Mm-hmm. This, this dude's hair always cracked me up. The 80s perm. I was going to say, it's pretty funny mm-hmm. that uh, the hair in this is really what gives it away. Yeah. this is. Yeah. And I noticed, too, in this movie, there's a lot of sideburns, sideburns that aren't pointed. Oh. Including David's there. Well, I think the... I think the sideburn thing was a Starfleet thing. It is. Oh, okay. But. These suits always crack me up, too. Yeah. The wind whipped dust on the surface. Well, no fucking shit, Mike. Did you know they use fucking big fans for this? (laughs) Fuck. There's nothing here. It must be blah blah. That tricorder sucks. It's ugly as shit. Yeah, look at the quilted fucking quilted butt. Well, I was gonna say arms because you could see it up the arms and shit. See it there? Yeah. And they got like elbow pads. Oh yeah, yeah it is on the ass too, isn't it? Yep. I just saw it because oh, when you said that checkoff was going up the hill, and I was looking right at his butt. Oh. The design of Khan's home was based on the cargo pods from the first movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm hmm. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, when I first saw this movie, like, I was. You jerked off. No, I was like nine. It was on, H- you were it was on HBO. You're a growing boy. Yeah, it was on HBO. My, it was on HBO at my grandma's house. 
And yeah. I remember watching it. I hadn't even seen, well, I had seen the first one, I guess, but I'd never really watched much of the show. Or if I did, yeah. I definitely didn't remember any of the plots or anything. Um, so when he starts, oh, that, huh? That thing with the tanks was a model spaceship from the fifty-five Paramount movie. I forget what it was. I, I didn't see what it was. Mm. Continue. Sorry. Um, when he starts saying Botany Bay over and over again, I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Because I had no <laughs> reference to what happened in the show, you know. Oh, wow. Stage 8 is also where the Bridge of the D and the Voyager Bridge were. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's cool. Botany Bay. Right. So you found the movies before the show, right? I mean, I had seen the show, but it wasn't like I, you know, I was just a kid. You just watch it and there's Mr. Spock or whatever. Right. You know, it you was weren't just, like fucking Botany Bay. We got to lock that information in. Right. It's going to be important. Right. Who is this fucker with the little goatee shit? I don't John know. Winston, John Winston. It just popped up right as I asked it. <laughs> He was a, on the Enterprise. He was a transporter technician and relief helm officer on the Enterprise during TOS. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Those gloves are fabulous. They're pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> they, this is some one thing that's in that costume book is Khan's costume. There's not a whole lot of information on it. They just kind of highlight like the the shit on his gloves and right all that stuff. The eyepiece on that looks like a fucking uh, a knight of ren. Uh, uh, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. The weirdest thing I learned watching all this shit for about this movie yesterday <clears throat> was uh, one of the biggest questions about this movie is always: Is that Ricardo Montalban's real chest? And it's like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, is it? I've always wondered that, too. I assumed it was, but at the same time, it's like, that's pretty fucking ripped. Yeah, it's really him. I didn't know this was such a question. But it's really him. Yeah, all the really hardcore nerds are like, but Chekhov wasn't in Space Seed. How does he know him? I always assumed that he was on the ship. We just didn't see him yet. Well, that's what Walter Koenig always said, too. He made up some bullshit story about running into him on the way to the bathroom or something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> kind of waiting for too long to use a minute. Let's explain. Check out the... Uh, Jake's the checkoff was off duty when the Enterprise first... Yeah, it just said that right when you did. I looked up and then I'm like, wait, what's this? Captain, Captain. It's funny, marooned here. In an early draft, Khan was a criminal originally named Thornwald, and another he was named Erickson. Mm. Those are really fucking 
vastly different than Khan Noonien Singh. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? Nothing. I was saying that it's funny that he says they were marooned here 15 years ago. Right. It's so crazy that it was that close to um, the original series. When both Space Seed and this film were made, 1996 was still in the future. Yeah, no shit. Actually, this was as far away from Space Seed as it was from 96 at that point. Yeah. Wow, okay, thanks fucking Mike. Once again, since then, 96 has come and gone with no eugenics war or launch of Botany Bay. Duh. Mm. That's a quote I knew before I saw the movie. Yeah. His, like, fucking craze. This is City Alpha 5! What a fucking cool explanation, too. Yep. Why would he? Oh, well, thanks, Okuda. You just ruined it for me. It's quite unlikely that an exploding planet could affect the orbit of another world since the shockwave could not travel through the vacuum of space. Hmm. What is he, Neil deGrasse Tyson now? Fucking A. Apparently, Greg Cox uh, wrote a um, trilogy of novels. Yeah. About, like, Khan and uh, shit. And the first two novels take place before Space Seed, and the third novel takes place between Space Seed and this movie. Oh. Mm. To fucking explain all of Khan's yeah. shit, his whole life and whatnot. Which shit like that is cool to me. I wonder this if... is so fucking bad. Oh, yeah, where he picks him up. Uh-huh. And you see that other dude. He's, it's almost like he's trying to help him fucking lift him. You see that? Oh. Uh-huh. For a second, he was like... It was like he was holding his arm or whatever, and then he creepy, like, almost pushed the backpack up. Mm-hmm. There's some fucking luscious titties. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It looks like he has implants. <laughs> It's their it's only indigenous life form. Mm-hmm. Well, these ins- inserts were shot later by a separate ILM crew operating more elaborate puppets. Hmm. The one the ones you see in the wides. Yeah. This all this always creeped me the fuck out. Oh, I hate this oh, so much. Yeah. Where he reaches in and gets the babies out of the folds. Right. Oh god, that's so gross. Ew! Looks like a bloody booger. Kinda. Or like an anchovy or a... I think in 2009, 
There was a deleted scene of them using those things. In what? DS9? No, uh, Star Trek 2009. Oh, oh, oh. There's a Conquest of Space model again behind Con. That's what the thing earlier I said was. Oh, Conquest of Space. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, he looks so much cooler, not without the fucking bad wig, even though it's still a wig. Yeah. But it's not a bad fucking 60s TV wig one. Yeah. And not fucking painted. Oh, yeah, this is so gross. Right. This is so disturbing. It's, oh, my God, that ear looks so fake. It does. You may recall that Chekhov served, suffered a painful electric burn from V'ger in the first movie. Uh, yeah? What, <laughs> what does that have to do Walter with? Walter Koenig learned that about the SETI eels in this film. He joked that the movie should be called Star Trek II, Chekhov Screams Again. <laughs> That's funny. He's William take, Shatner reprises his shit. classic role of James T. Kirk. No shit! That's he's funny. taking what? He looked like he was taking a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this reused footage from... I think so, yeah. We're... And they talked about uh, in this, in the commentary, Manny was like, um, those shots in the first movie, he goes, they're beautiful. They really are. He goes, but good Lord, that took way too long. He goes, there's like five minutes of glory shots. Yeah. And I was like, yep. And he goes, I think this is perfect. And Nick Meyer, Nick Meyer goes, yeah, that was way too excessive. He goes, so I was like, let's keep this one a little tighter. Yep. It's the same footage. Cause there's that guy looking through the porthole. Oh yeah. Portal Pete, that was his name. Mm-hmm. There's even been a novel about the adventures of Captain Sulu. Well, fuck a duck. The Enterprise Torpedo Bay was a clever revamp of the Klingon ship bridge made for the first Star Trek film. No sh- oh. oh, I did I I can see it now. Uh-huh. See, that, when I think of Scotty, that's what I see in my head. Oh, yes, I see. Surely. Scotty fucking drunk. Look, see, some of these fuckers don't have the pointed sideburns. Ike Eisenman? Like, that dude doesn't. Mm-hmm. Two of those dudes doesn't. That dude doesn't. That dude doesn't. That dude doesn't. Oh, yeah. It's almost like every other one of these fuckers does. Oh, yeah. That's some bullshit. Oh, back to her. See, this is why we can't watch a movie with Chevy Chase, because you'd have to deal with that the entire fucking time. Just eh. me grumbling. (laughs) Mark Ockren. 
developed the Klingon. Or, yeah. No, fuck. Why do I keep saying fucking Klingon instead of Vulcan? Who developed it? I fucking... I got pissed at myself and I forgot his name already. Uh. It's Mark something, I think. Is this the first... Oh, no, it's not. What? I was going to say, it was. this is like the same engineering set from the first one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And obviously that's a painting, that that distance down the tube, down the hallway. <laughs> yeah. This ex- exchange between Kirk and Preston was deleted from the original. Now, this is interesting, because the text commentary will tell me what was deleted, probably. Oh, that dude was a regular on some fucking show that went by. Ike oh, on Fantastic Journey. Because hmm. DC Fontana was a writer on it. Sister's youngest, yep. We're now back to the original cut of the film. Oh, that's fucking cool. It told you, like, where it, they cut it and where they put it yeah. back. The nifty the little given. elevator. Originally built for... Oh, wow, that was... They used that for uh, TNG and Voyager 2. Hmm. These shots of the Enterpri- Enterprise and Dry Dock were reused from the motion picture. Yep. Yep, thought so. According to that... Uh, TNP uh, behind the scenes book mm-hmm. <laughs> it took them forever to do those shots so it doesn't surprise me that they'd use them every time they Fucking got a. I mean apparently they were super expensive too um, well they had to redo them there was a whole there was a whole fiasco with the um, the special effects house that was doing it and then oh wow and then Plus, they originally were doing it for TV, right? So they had built all these models and shit, and then they're like, "No, we're doing this for the for movies, and your rinky dink little models aren't going to cut it, so we have to rebuild them all." <laughs> right. Um, the production designer on this, I think it said his name was Joe Jennings. He also was the production designer of uh, Phase Two. Mm. Yeah, I remember these uniforms the most but they're like my least favorite honestly they're they're way too stiff do they change them in the later movies no i mean they're all they're they're the same in all the movies i think oh for the most part would you like a tranquilizer yeah see i i think i like them i mean they're a little too military because starfleet's not supposed to be a military organization right well they just always seem dated to me because they're so they're so 80s they're so military and so 80s right but <clears throat> i don't know i like them yeah i mean i don't hate them i'm just saying i like even the um or it would have been okay if it was just like for this movie but how they kept them around for so long without changing right. up the changing up the uniforms. Yeah. And it's such reuse. a such a drastic change from the motion picture to this. Right. Well, see, I don't fucking like the motion picture. Oh, I do. 
uniforms. I like them. Um, it says the reuse of this allowed for, uh, um, the big space battles later, and it's like, well, no shit. Uh, oh, they cut, they saved money on this so that they could, uh-huh. yeah. That's what, that's what a lot of it, a lot of the cost-cutting shit was, was so, because they didn't have a very big budget on this, apparently. Yeah. So they were like, let's just reuse all that shit from the first movie, but like, make it look cooler. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. And then they threw a ton of, di- <laughs> they threw a ton of dough at, uh, uh, mm-hmm. ILM and said, make this shit work. Make this shit awesome. And they did. And that's right. That's the thing too. It's like, yeah, sure. They cut corners on some parts, but it, it fucking really raised the quality of the movie because the shit done for the first movie, like I said, I don't really like it. There's a lot of fucking problems with it, but yeah, it fucking, allowed them to focus more on other shit being like, okay, we've got pretty decent quality shit here. Let's spend our money elsewhere. Yeah. This is definitely not Space Worm talking. This is not... Well, that was not Russian. Here we go. This is definitely not a hostage video. Nothing has happened. What are you, crazy? Yeah. Why does your hair look like the 1980s and what is with your goofy son? Mm-hmm. All of those people behind you, you look like you are stuck in 1980s. Ha ha ha, fuck you. Look at this dude trying to make his muscles look bigger. You see him? What's that? This shot has been restored to the film for the director's edition. Oh. oh. I said, look at that dude over there trying to make his muscles look better. I saw that, yeah. He's fucking really is. Look at him. He's flexing and Mm -hmm. shit trying to puff out his fucking muscles. Now we're back to the original cut. Oh, that's cool. I like knowing what was in... Admiral. Yeah. Or what was cut. Yeah, that is cool. (laughs) Look at me. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Those pair of gray braces in the laboratory's upper level were salvaged from the phase two engine room. Oh! <laughs> they fucking just ripped everything from phase two and were like, fuck you, we're going to notice yeah. Chekhov's pointed sideburns. In the original series, Roddenberry wanted... But he never wanted anything too strange. Yeah, we know that. Why well, I already the... fucking pointed out that fuckers didn't have the pointed sideburns elsewhere. Why is it that, like... Eighty percent of these so-called supermen look like they're all inbred. I know, they, they, right? They all, all, they all look like underlings. They all look like they're the the kid from Deliverance grown up. <laughs> I know. All of his underlings are like, "Hey, boss, mm-hmm. can you my, help me?" I broke my stank bone. Look, she was going to karate practice. Yeah. Oh, shit, that gave the layout of the set. It said if you were to walk out and walk to the right, I think, you'd go right into the engineering room. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, the material lining the turbo lift walls is ordinary carpet pad- Carpet padding. That's funny. 
she hit the stop button on the elevator and he's like, uh-oh. We'll get some of that Vulcan strange. Oh, shit. And the TV version of this, uh, Kirk and Savick were covered in separate close-ups instead of this long master. Oh, Had noticed. Huh. Uh-oh. Oh, wow, you can really tell there that it's carpet padding. Mm. Yeah, but it works. No, it does. <laughs> I can hear you, Carol. What's wrong? You remember that time we boned? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. One of the technical innovations introduced in this film was 24-frame playback. 24-frame playback? What do you mean? Attempting... This is... A... This is... <laughs> uh, it says... This This is because... Oh, I'm... I guess they're talking about that fucking the TV screen there. Yeah. They wanted it to uh they wanted it to look choppy, so instead of 30 frames per second, they dropped it down to 24. Oh, okay. What is with all the fucking puffy shirts and shit what do you mean puffy shirts like look at the uh cuffs of his shirts and shit and like the space oh yeah I see oh in the theatrical cut this shot wasn't that long dolly shot uh but he used that long dolly shot so he could uh Show Add off, more dialogue. Show off that dude flexing his muscles. Fucking A. He's like, let's zoom in on him. I want to see you flex. Flex him? Gross. I always thought that mirror was fucked up with the lights. That yeah, infinity it's mirror cool or whatever. Then. Yeah. That looks like it's the same um, kind of screen that was in his cha- his uh uh, quarters on the original Enterprise. Yeah, it fucking probably is. No, that won't be necessary, but it will. You mean that fucking hanging thing over there? What's that? What were you saying? Looked like it was in his quarters that hanging thing. Yeah, that... Behind Kirk there? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It just said that. Yep. It said the episode, too, but it didn't click into my brain. Because that logo... Or maybe it was just the logo. I don't fucking know. Yeah. No, I think it's the whole thing. It zips by so fucking quick. Yeah. God, I sound so old. 
Yeah, see, I really do. I love those red uniforms. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I do too. See the puffy shit around their collar too? Oh, yeah. I knew that, the little turtleneck Everything's thing. fucking puffy in this movie, man. <laughs> it's futuristic, dude. Yeah, the future is puffy. Mm-hmm. The future is puffy. Oh, man, I wish we named commentaries, because that's great. The future is puffy. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, or the one. And always shall be your friend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tweet this right now. I'm going to say the future is puffy, so people go find that. (laughs) I'm assuming command of this vessel again. That happens quite a lot, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, oh, you know, actually, this usually happens. Fucking A. None of you were expecting this. Weren't we, though? Yeah. Hey, you're on the ship, so we were expecting it, actually. Let's see. One, two, three. What are you counting? Oh, just the people will probably die by the end of the mission. What? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't, I'm kind of confused, though. We're all wearing red shirts now. Uh, don't think about it too hard. <laughs> I like how they all took over the fucking Starfleet jackets. Fucking A. I always, I always think this guy reminds me a lot of, uh, Richard Hatch. This dude's character was named Joakim, I think. Mm-hmm. But in the, his protege or whatever in the, in Space Seed was Joakim. Yeah. I love that line too. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's from Moby Dick. Yeah, it is. He tasks me. Well, I never noticed it until right now. He's got this is another stock shot from the motion picture. Hmm. Yep. But Ricardo has some fucking eyebrows. Yes, he? he does. Some dark ass ones too. Fucking thick as hail. I think all the chairs are still padded. Mm-hmm. Still got those fucking retractable headsets. Mm-hmm. Or headrests. Mm-hmm. Give it up to whom? Yeah, Shatner's Shatner in here. Yeah, he starts chewing in this one. What in God's name does that mean? Give it up to whom? That's a pretty goddamn good toupee, though, because it holds up in high def. Fucking A. These are the same. Kirk's quarters are basically the same as the first film. They're just more comfortable looking. Yeah. 
Look at those. A, he sat down for a minute and was like, no, this shit's got to go. Yeah. Did you see those those vent-looking things on the wall? They look like the models of themselves. Oh, shit. No, I didn't notice that. I was reading. Oh, yeah, they do. Security tape starting Project Genesis. Look at her fucking hair there. It makes her look like a grandma. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want a cookie, come sit down and I'll tell you about Project Genesis. Mm. Oh, you want some milk for your cookie? It's funny that's the exact same set where they just taped that message of her talking to Kirk. Right. That's a scientifically accurate DNA molecule. Huh. Well, la-di-da. Look at them being all fucking smart and shit. Mm-hmm. We originally called it Project Planet, Project Planet Tampon, but the Genesis Genesis simulation was created by Pixar at that time as so, a division of um, Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm. Yeah, I knew the Lucasfilm part, but I didn't know it was fucking Pixar doing this shit. Yeah, I didn't know Pixar did this either. In 1982, this sequence was among the most complex computer animation done for a motion picture. I believe it. It's pretty impressive fucking... Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's fucking interesting. And it's funny, too, that, like, fucking Pixar went off on its own, Disney Mm -hmm. bought it, and then Lucasfilm got bought by Disney, too. It's all back together like it should be. It's like the snake eats itself. Fucking A. This sequence is again seen again in three and four. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was in four. I knew they showed it again in three. Yeah, those do look like nacelles. Mm-hmm. Wow, after Star Trek three, this set uh became Data's quarters. Wait oh, a shit. minute, is that right? That can't be right. It said it was later switched back to Kirk's quarters for Star Trek Four. That or Six. I guess it could be right because they did save all this shit. And the yeah, this so- banter between those two is a hallmark of the series mm-hmm. as in the original series it's yeah. used here to illustrate Kirk's thoughts oh wow I do not dispute I do not dispute and Spock and Kirk's replies are added for the director's cut oh we're now back to the original cut yeah, see, little things like that do make it really so much better. Hey, I remember that. <laughs> he said green-blooded a he lot. He did. <laughs> he did. That's funny. Yeah, it is fucked up. Like, this is going to create life, but it has to eliminate all life before it can rebuild it. Right. Vulcan blood is green because it contains copper, I think that just said. Oh. 
Who the fuck went that deep on Spock's blood? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They almost look like those fucking weird kids from that uh um that episode with the grups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that music right there. Yeah. That appears quite a few times through this movie, but yeah. I know it mostly from the end of TNC. Oh. That's such a good theme. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Look at that mouth breather in the back. She's just like, Duh. <laughs> that blonde chick uh, on the what the casting right call there? for this was must have big tits and vacant stare <laughs> and they're like not you Ricardo Ricardo your tits are sweet but you got some thought going on there yeah we said vacant stare not intense stare right and he goes but that are my titties still juicy yeah hmm <laughs> uh. Energized defense fields. You mean shields up? <laughs> They're chamber Spock. pot. Spock, wake the fuck up. I'm doing my job. Shut up. Raise ours. Fucking Aquaman's in this movie, apparently. Did you see that chick right up front there? Mm-hmm. It looked like she was fucking from 80s New Jersey or something. She was just sitting there like <laughs> chewing gum for a second. She might have like. been. Yeah, they rake the fuck out of the side of this thing. Oh, yeah, where they have to steal off the the guy gets left in engineering. Mm-hmm. He, like, oh. fucking melts like that dude in Raiders. Yeah. Oh, no, they got him out. Oh, meh, fuck him. I can't get powers, sir. Oh, fuck, they fucked with his voice there, didn't they? Yeah. Because he's talking. There's more diagrams of the Enterprise. Of the Phase 2 Enterprise. Hmm. Dumb lights are blinking. It's it's weird, though, because... Well, I guess it wasn't the Phase 2, but, like, one of the first designs for the motion picture um, Enterprise... It looked like a right. it looked like a rocket or something. It didn't look like a the Enterprise at all. <laughs> you know, every time you say rocket now, I think of Tracy Morgan. It's like a rocket. I'm rocket. taking a rocket. Uh-huh. 
One thing about these uniforms I do like is where they can open that flap. And it right. gives it that pop of white. That looks cool. Yeah. Reminds me of the of it always reminded me of Luke's Jedi. Yes, tunic. exactly. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. That scene or that shot of Kirk a minute ago where he went, mm-hmm. "Hang on." That's used a lot in the fucking Blu-rays too. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see what that thing earlier was talking about with the twenty-four frames per second. It's to fuck with it and make shit look fucked up. Mm, by mm-hmm. removing six frames, it makes it flutter and whatnot. And gotcha. I got it. That's a real low-budget trick that nobody tried before, really. Yeah. That's crazy. God. Here he is. He's kirking out. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, how he's. I love how he's got that uh, Starfleet symbol on his necklace. Yes, such a cool, um, such such a cool touch. Wow! Oh wow! That door behind Khan was used as the bridge, the Enterprise E bridge door. No shit. Yeah. Um. So weird. One of the things I learned was that apparently uh, Ricardo had to do all this shit on his own mm-hmm. with like a script supervisor across the set fucking reading Kirk's lines to him. Oh. Because um, he said, I'm out here giving this big bombastic speech and shit. And he goes, I got a little script supervisor. Um, I got a little script supervisor lady going, um, okay, that, that, you shouldn't do that, Con. And he goes, I gotta be like, to hell with you, Kirk. Mm-hmm. And she's, um, yeah. Uh, um. Uh-huh. And uh, another thing Nick Meyer said, um, with Shatner, he goes, he, you have to do a lot of takes with him. Mm-hmm. He's not a one-take wonder, he goes, because you've got to wait for him to get bored and to quit caring. He goes, because, and it's not taking a shot, he goes, but when he does, he goes, you get gold out of him. Because when he's focused and thinking about it, he goes, he, he's not at his best. But once you start doing take after take after take, and he gets bored doing that scene, then it comes out way more naturally, and it's just so great. Gotcha. And it's like, huh. That's kind of interesting. Hmm. And it must be super fucking frustrating um, for everybody else on set. <laughs> oh, wow. Enterprise was the first series to have pockets. Hmm. I need more time. My response is coming now. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so fuck you, mama. I see your point. 
Hey, open up your fucking exhaust port. I'm going to slide right in it, bitch. Yep. Here it comes. That's another fucking clip I've seen a million times in yep. promos. Yep. Here it comes. <clears throat> a five-digit security code seems right. surprisingly vulnerable, even by current cryptographic standards. Yep. <laughs> Boom! Yep. Fuck that bridge up, son. Look at this fucker just randomly spraying a fire extinguisher. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm a scared. What am I supposed to do? I think it's that same fucking lady we were talking about earlier. Could be. Everybody else was crying in the corner, sucking their thumbs, and she's like, what I gonna do? <laughs> Aunt, Mom, Uncle, Dad, I need help. He said, I must be going senile. <laughs> Shit, he's not even a quarter of the way, or a third of the way through his life. Mm-mm. It's not entirely clear why Scotty brought his nephew up to the bridge, although it's certainly understandable in the shock of the moment. Yeah, that is a little weird. It is a little weird. Those bed monitors were used in Voyage, TNG Voyager and some other shit I missed. Hmm. Oh, wow. The medical device was made from an old movie camera viewfinder. Yeah, like, this makes no fucking sense, really, if it's not his nephew. Right. Because, like, he is fucked up by this dude dying. Yep. You have permission to die. <laughs> Oh, shit, he fucking bloodied Kirk up good, didn't he? Mm-hmm. That wasn't in the theatrical cut either, his way. Yeah. The restoration of the earlier scene provides better motivation for Scotty's grief here. Yeah, yep. that's what I said. Yeah, yep. yeah. you're right, because like, my whole life before this, it did seem weird. Like, why is he so attached to this kid? I just thought it was because he was just a kid, you know? Right. Like I said, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense when there's like 400 people on a ship for everybody to be real tight-knit and shit. Yeah. But him being his nephew makes way more sense. Oh, yeah. Damn it. 
don't know that. <laughs> I know. Oh, it says that thing right there in the foreground, mm-hmm. that screen thing. It was in Khan's place earlier. Nobody knows why. Uh, what's his fuck had that in his Khan had that in his uh, piece of modern Starfleet technology in his hovel. Mm. Yeah. This set here kind of reminds me of uh, Zordon's joint from Power Rangers. I think that was the <laughs> dude in the pipes named Zordon. The dude in the pipes? The dude in the pipe, not pipes. That glass fucking oh. pipe with the big face. Oh, yeah, I don't... Who's like, Rangers, can you All the time. Oh, I never watched Power Rangers, really. And in the fucking first movie, the first Power Rangers movie's fucked up because... They, like, redid everything, which is weird because they shot all of the fucking actors, you know, new for us here in America. America. But, like, they redid all the sets and shit so it doesn't even look right. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I think it is Zordon. His fucking, like, glass pipe thing gets busted open and he's, like, some shriveled old fuck laying inside of it and he's like oh you gotta save me rangers <laughs> and it's like what the fuck is this I'm going down there I'm gonna go down there and kill some motherfuckers oh wow in an early script draft uh she was supposed to be half Vulcan and half Romulan. Hmm. We will. That's another fucking famous scene. Our famous yeah. clip. Yeah. Yeah, these movies are surprisingly quotable, actually. Fucking A. <laughs> and not just like quotable, but easy to take out of context for promos. Yeah. What's up with this fucking snow gear? I don't know, but I dig I dig those jackets. I wish I had one of those. I'd wear that as a winter coat. You know, you would think that McCoy would be the one to have his fucking collar up. Yeah, because he's, he's always the one who's funky and jivey. disco. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like in the like in the motion picture when he shows up in a fucking disco shirt. Fucking A, that's what I'm saying, man. With a big beard. He fucking comes in and you just hear, Mm -hmm. Damn it, Jim. I was about to get my swerve on. Yeah. Damn it, Jim, let's get funky. Mm -hmm. Wow, that didn't sound like a bad McCoy. No. The tricorders always remind me of some kind of... uh, Vibrator? No, a handheld vacuum. Like an old school dustbuster. Pleasure toy. What? No. <laughs> the the left rat. shoulder patch on the landing party depicts a solar system. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> what the fuck? They could have made it a little bit smaller. It's a little out of scale with the rest of the jacket. Kinda. Jump scare. Ah, I just tinkled a little bit. Yeah, that shit on the back of that coat is a little weird, though. You know? Yeah. 
Like there's a cross and an eyepiece. Like you can look through them and see their soul or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you think of the Starfleet insignias that they've got on their chests and shit? Um, yeah, I dig them. I like them. They're not, uh, I mean, TNG is probably my favorite. It's definitely mine. Yeah. Yeah, what is with all the clasps and shit on that coat? I don't know. It's fucking, it's cool. It's It's fucking (laughs) futuristic. It looks like it's made for climbing. It might be. Do you know why? Uh, no. Because it's there. (laughs) (laughs) Ham-fisted way just to get to that stupid quote. Gotcha. Remember from Star Trek V? Why do you climb the mountain? Oh, yeah. Because it's there. Right. (laughs) It says uh, Chekhov was later injured uh, in Star Trek Four. One might wonder, or one must wonder, if Star Trek writers have it in for Pavel. <laughs> oh shit! I just th- noticed when you open up his, it's like a brown color on Chekhov's. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, his his uh, turtleneck thing is great too. Oh, I bet you it's the same as McCoy's. Oh shit. Paul Winfield later returned as the alien captain Dathon, I don't know his name, from the Darmok episode of TNG. Hmm. You remember that one? Mm. No. That's the one where the people fucking spoke in code and shit. Like, uh, what was the quote that they everybody fucking talked about? That they made a big deal about on TNC. Oh, Darmok and Jalot at Tanagra, I think is the quote. Oh, that, that does bell? Sound, Yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh-huh. Look at that. Fucking get your collars up, everybody. It's disco time. Oh, shit. We're really going to disco now. Fuck yeah. <sighs> Fucking crank the Bee Gees, y'all. Oh, wow. Dude, it's literally disco. The energy patterns on the back wall of the transporter chamber were achieved very simply by shining a light at a mirrored ball. Yeah. There you go. Fucking A, I called that shit. No, 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 no. I wonder fucking McCoy didn't groove on back there and get it funky. Get it funky? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, they went back to the flip phone, flip phone, flip phone style uh, communicators in this. Mm-hmm. I forgot they had fucking Apple watches in the first movie. Yeah. In most of the spinoff TV shows, communicators were built into the com badges. Yeah, no shit. Or into the chest insignia pins. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Duh. There are some nuggets of really cool shit here. Yeah. But there is some really fucking stupid obvious shit. It's like fucking James Doohan plays Scotty and it's like, 
Duh. No shit. Oh, those tricorders too. What they they remind me of uh, like a Robotech pistol, like, oh, a, like okay. a gun from Robotech or, or something. I've heard of that before. I know you have. <laughs> oh, look at the fucking upper part of those transporters. Yeah. Oh, that is an obnoxious noise. Fucking A. Yeah, no, those are not good transporters. No. Look, there's this little sil- silver dome thing in the foreground. That was on mm-hmm. Khan's wall. In the uh-huh. Those things were on Khan's cargo wall. Reuse yes, the shit all over the place. It looks like a giant transistor tube or TV tube. A vacuum tube, I mean. Better watch out. I'm gonna fuck you. Wh- what? You don't say that going into a fight, kid. Take no, that, you ain't, take that egghead. headed fuck. Take, what? Take that egghead. Yeah. Kirk's like, oh my god, I almost just punched my kid. Mm-hmm. Fucking knocked his shit out. No, he didn't. He fucked me. That's how you came to be. And he's like, what? Oh, wow. They almost used a character from TOS as instead of Carol Marcus. They almost used two? Some character from TOS that I didn't know. I think her name was Janet Wallace. Oh. Don't move or I will fuck you up, too. What happened? You were, like, ready to pass out any second, like mm-hmm. a minute ago. Uh oh. Yeah. See, this, I never understood this when I was a kid. I never understood, like, why he was struggling. Right. Or that he was trying not to kill him. Doesn't it fuck you up and make you feel like you were such an idiot as a kid when you see shit like this mm-hmm. when you're older? Mm-hmm. And it seems so fucking obvious. Yeah. But when you're a kid, you're like, it don't make no sense. I think that guy's crazy. And that he's like fighting the brain worm. Ooh, that scream always fucked me up, though. Now, I never understood why now the thing comes out of Chekhov's ear. Uh, my guess would be like he fought it off and the thing was like, ah, fuck it. He's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, but how does that one know that the other guy fought off his worm? I don't know. Those almost look like... Do you remember that episode of TNG where those fucking uh, 
critters were like oh, going here it comes. Hold on. Chest. Here it comes. <laughs> Sounds like you're about to come. God damn. Yeah, he's still alive, bitch. That's what I just said. I'm going to find you, Khan. I'm going to fuck you, and then I'm going to eat you. What? Yep. Fucking. So like, they're like Bill, can you can you give us more? <laughs> Let's do it again with like more emotion. Oh shit! Years before Space Seed, Ricardo Montalban starting a show. Fuck! It jumped off so fast, I can't fucking read it. A show that Roddenberry worked on called something, some sci-fi bullshit. I don't know. Her refers to Marla McGivers, the Enterprise's historian during Space Seed. Oh, shit, son! Yeah. Um, but you can, the, hear, you can you, hear him yelling in space and shit. Spice. Mm-hmm. Um, the fucking eels, though. Do you remember that episode of TOS with those dudes who had like little eel crab things in their chest or whatever, and they were taking over Starfleet? In TOS? No, TNG. TNG. Sorry. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. Yep. That like these fucking these critters went out into the universe and then they never mentioned it again. Yeah. Which that would have been awesome to follow up on in a movie, but whatever the fuck. Yeah. The eels here sort of remind me of those. Assuming that David's around 24 here, he would have been born around 2261. Yeah. So he was four when TOS started. Yeah. Five years before the first season of the original series. Yeah. What so, a fucking deadbeat Kirk is. Yeah. So he was, that would have been during Discovery. Uh, Wasn't, isn't Discovery? Five years after. Because Dis- isn't Discovery ten years before TOS? Oh, is it ten years? I thought it was five years. No, I think it's ten. It might be five years before uh, Pike gets all fucked up. No. Gotcha. I don't fucking know. I like his jivey little vest, though. Who? Oh. Kirk. <laughs> yeah, it's the same type of thing he wears in Generations, isn't it? Yep, sure is. See, I know some stuff, too. <laughs> it's like It's like, how many fucking layers of clothing do these people wear fucking a like he's got they got the big jacket then they got the regular jacket then they got the vest then they got the undershirt with the turtleneck then they probably got yeah, a wife kinda... beater under that right that's reminiscent of uh picard's 
uh, vest in, or I guess Picard's vest is reminiscent of that in uh, First Contact. Oh, yeah. Yep. Her chest is reminiscent of a Klingon forehead. <laughs> Some have speculated that Carol might be the blonde lab technician. Kirk said he almost married in Where No Man Has Gone Before. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus! I know that was that was another ignorant one. I don't know why I'm being like this lately. <laughs> it only comes out when you're watching Star Trek, too. No. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things about that episode. No, that wasn't that, was it? No, that was in the Raiders thing, right? That was one of the funniest things about that episode was you said something shitty and then you're like, I don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I did the same I did the same thing when we were talking about Return to Oz and stuff in one oh seven. I cut a whole bunch of shit out of that where I I I said shitty things about people like three times in that episode. I was like, That's too much. I gotta take some of this out. <laughs> you get one. Yeah. We made one the B roll, I left one in and then I took another one out because it was just like Oh, I didn't hear the, the B roll yet, did I? Yeah, the Feruza Balk B-roll. Oh. I don't remember it. <laughs> That's funny, though. Uh, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, can be. <laughs> it's spending too much time around me. Well, I'm going through some things. <laughs> Who, you? <laughs> yeah. Like what? Yeah. Oh, shit. I... I think you could almost see the seam of his sideburns there. Oh. thought you were going to see the seam seams of his titties. Those are his real fucking luscious titties. Okay. God damn. This was always really cool where she shows him the Genesis cave. It's like These seam. matte paintings were created by Chris Evans and Frank Ordaz. Damn, Chris Evans? Fucking A, he would have been like a little kid. Why did he fucking go into acting? I don't know. He was a damn good painter. Nick Meyer said he was always disappointed. Oh, that's bad. At the way that these were. Yeah, that's a bad blend right there. Like the the angle of the dangle is wrong. (laughs) Does it look like they're about to fall off that cliff? Yeah. The cliff is tilted. Whoa, whoa. Ah! Mm hmm. Oh yes, and I confirm. I can confirm uh, that um, Khan is Indian because they said in Space Seed that he's supposed to be a Sikh. Oh, which yeah, um, I missed that part. But yeah, I did too. But in that fucking special feature that's on here with Greg Cox talking about his books and shit, uh-huh. um, he says uh. The way he explained that away is that, like, yes, Khan's a Sikh, and Sikhs generally have beards. That's, like, mm-hmm. one of the tenets of their thing is right. they have to have beards. Right. And the way he looked at it was Khan just thought he was above that. Right. That because makes sense. Because he's genetic Superman. Fuck you and your stupid rules. Change the um, conditions of the test. Hold on, mm-hmm. he's, he's explaining how he beat the Kobayashi Maru. 
fucking A. I don't believe in the no-win scenario. But yeah, I don't like to lose. Goddamn right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knew they were listening, so he oh, had Spock crazy. What? Um, in the original series, everybody was always frozen when they beamed in. It's like, yeah, no shit. I looked up after reading that, and I saw Carol fucking brushing her hair back, and it's like, wait a minute. Hmm. Oh, they didn't have those. Uh, their uniform tunics on under the coats. Uh, oh, yep. You're right. Because they just showed some fucker come in and hand her yep. hers and she. Yeah, the concierge, concierge came in and put their jackets on for them. Mm hmm. We have partial main power. Oh, shit. This shot was added for the director's edition. Oh, because they, they don't have elevators, they don't have turbo lifts. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's funny that that man is my son. Fascinating. <laughs> that's the that's the best Spock can do. It's his equivalent of holy shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my fuck! You got a baby? Another Evans and Sutherland display. Yeah, we got it. Mm -hmm. Motara Nebula. Oh shit, look at Scotty. He's all fucking fabulous and spacey too. Mm -hmm. He got his clean uniform on. Mm -hmm. Well, fuck, you don't want to go around with your nephew's blood all over it, do you? I would. I'd yeah, to, me I'd too. Be like a, I'd, I'd be, be a... like a fucking savage. I'd paint it God on my face right. like war paint. Uh-huh, that'd be a good warning to mm -hmm. Khan. Be like, you know who you're dicking with now, son? Uh-huh. Oh, it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> Fuck you, Kong. It's on like Donkey Kong. You Look at these guys. What the, what the hell's up with that guy's gun? <laughs> the barrel on that. Let's see, Scottish. Mm. Look here, look here, fucking Kong. I'm gonna fuck you in the ass now, you little bitch. Mm -hmm. This film gave us the first look at a photon torpedo. Mm -hmm. That's something else I didn't really ever get when I was a kid was like, what the hell this thing was. It's a big pill. Yeah. But then at the end, they use it as like a coffin. Uh-huh. I was like, what? I don't understand. There she is. <laughs> that doofy prick. He leans in, smiles, and he's like, uh-oh. Oh, look, he's the got... dude who just leaned back over there with his arms crossed. Uh-huh. Look at them. They, look, they all look like a bunch of... What's up? I'm gonna go. <laughs> Cut. Yeah. <laughs> you really are in a cunty mood. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh... Ooh, they're going to penetrate the nebula. Oh. Yeah, see, even like laying the ships over the nebulas and shit in this, mm -hmm. 
it all looks so much better. Better That's than the first one. Oh yeah. Well, like I said, that there was a whole right. There was a whole thing with their um, their special effects it was a right. whole fiasco, and it took twice as long, and they had to have two or three companies working on it, and yeah, and they didn't turn out worth a shit hardly. Savick's question and Spock's reply are the last scenes added for the director's cut. From this point on, the director's edition is identical to the theatrical. Nice. Sorry, go ahead, though. Uh, They had, like, three different effects houses. Look at this guy with his fucking sweater on. Yeah. He's gonna go to the country club. Yeah. His name is probably, like, something, like, stupid, like, Thad or some shit. Hi, I'm Thadley. Mm-hmm. They won't follow him into the nebula. So now he's going to mm-hmm. taunt him. Try it your way once, Calm. You gave him mm-hmm. for a rematch. Come on in here and I'll cut your dick off and hand it to your partner. Mm-hmm. See you later, big boy. I'm laughing at your superior intellect. <clears throat> what are you doing? Come on! Oh, that dude's crazy. Oh, yeah, he's lost it now. He leans back. Uh, Kirk leans over to the side, looks at Uhura, and he's like, can you send a kiss em- emoji? Because I'm about to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing, Captain. <laughs> Uhura, put this message through. How does my ass taste? <laughs> <laughs> How does my ass taste? Gone. <laughs> Get in there real deep. I love this oh, part, wow. though. It's like a I submarine. never noticed that on the back of the Reliant. They've got one and two on the doors. Oh, yeah? The cargo yeah. Ba- or the shuttle base? Shuttle base, yep. You love this, too. What? Sorry. Uh, this, like, submarine battle they have. Mm-hmm. Where they can't really see each other, except on right. visual. <laughs> he just looked at him like, I will fucking slap the shit mm-hmm. out of you, boy. Yep. You look down like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, where they're like kind of just cruising <laughs> above each other. Right. It's so cool. The cloud tank effects were u- also used in Close Encounters of the Turd from Behind, later Raiders of the Lost Ark and something else. Oh, that's what I was going to say, too, was you said how the effects are so much better in this. and Um... It's like, well, yeah, they used ILM this time. Yeah. It's like, no shit, they're better. Oh, shit, look, he's about to drive up his ass. Mm-hmm. Open up your toolbox, I'm going to put some baloney in it. <laughs> huh. This Nebula footage was used again in TNG, and I think it said Voyager. It's funny, best guess, Mr. Sulu, fire. <laughs> Yeah, they, like, have no targeting system or anything, so they're just, like, shooting Jesus blindly Christ, at each other. I feel like I'm about to have a seizure. Yeah. With all the flashing lights. Look at his fucking dopey son just standing there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you little fucking dick jerker. He's like a doy. 
duh. Hey, Daddy, look what I can do. A duh. <laughs> <laughs> but duh, they've got my torpedo. <laughs> Dad? 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 Do you see my sweater? Daddy? Dad? Oh, shit, that dude fell down into the flyers. Oh, my God, the he flyers? did. The fires. I wonder if that was yeah, real no, fire. Mad... What? I wonder if that was real fire or optical. It kind of looked like it. Kind of. It's okay. That kid got crushed by a beam. He got crushed by a piece of styrofoam. Mm-hmm. I just imagine fucking David standing back there, shit's going to hell, and Kirk's trying to concentrate, and he's being like, Dad, Daddy, Daddy, yeah. look at my sweater. Daddy, Daddy, but- do you see my sweater? And he's like, shut up. But Daddy, Daddy. Yeah. Daddy, this is why I don't love you. You don't pay any attention to me. I think this dude appeared in Blade. 98's Blade. Which guy? The dude who just caught dead. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's weird that David was just standing there looking on. Mm-hmm. Now he's fucking tweaking his the tip of his elbow like it's a nipple. Mm-hmm. He's flexing his muscles. Mm-hmm. Daddy, look, I got muffles, muffles, muscles too. Look, Daddy, you see my muscles? Yeah. Dad, Dad, oh, you never pay yeah. attention to me. You're always playing Starship. Uh huh. Shut up. <laughs> it's no wonder I went on a fifty-year mission. <laughs> this is why I left your mother. Your mother. I don't want to talk to you. You stupid boy. Daddy, can I play Starship? <laughs> oh, Z Z minus ten thousand years. So they're like sinking down. Mm-hmm. They're gonna crash into the water. Yeah. I, I there's no water, but mm-hmm. Oh shit, look at that. It's like a turlet. Yep. Floosh. Here comes the fucking maelstrom monster from Solo. Mm-hmm. It still fucks me up. You can see the skin rip off of that critter. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty cool touch. ILM's model work here remains among the best blue screen model effects ever done for a Star Trek movie. 100%. He's got a special... manual firing switch here was a regular doorbell on a block of wood. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why he's got that joystick trigger thing. Is because it's manual. Mm-hmm. Oh, we sent that right up the poop chute. Fire. Yep. <laughs> you lit that. Oh, damn. So what happens when you got no shield, son? Blammo. How's that feel? Mm-hmm. Did it hurt? <laughs> you just blew off one of their thingies. <laughs> I 
the sparking was hand-drawn animation added to the model shot. Yeah, looks like it. Looks rotoscoped, kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like those fucking arms that fold over. I know we talked about it last time. We did a Star Trek commentary. Yeah. You know, the arms of the ship, or the seat. Yeah. Apparently. I don't know if I like them or not. Yeah. Oh, shit. They melted half his face off. Uh-huh. It's where he sets, sets the drive to explode or something. Oh, shit. Her earpiece is different. Oh, yeah. It's not quite so humongoloid. This is the same uh, device that was on the... Oh, this is Genesis, isn't it? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. He stole it. Right. Like an asshole. The game's not over. Boof. I always thought this was supposed to be a self-destruct, but I guess it's... Yeah, no. I always thought it was cool, though, how the little cylinders drop down. Yeah. He tweaks them a little bit. Mm-hmm. That in, did that shot say commit? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, it says a lot of the graphics on these round screens were made for the first movie. Mm, yeah. The Genesis wave. No pressure, though. <laughs> yeah, no pressure, though. It's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. Yeah. Oh, look, they're spraying out fucking unicorn fights. Mm-hmm. Huh. The submarine-like hatch is another of Nick Meyer's nautical design touches. Yeah, it's cool. Huh. Oh, wow. The grating was covered up for uh, TNG, and it remained hidden until the Voyager set was dismantled. So they literally... Fucking, we. I think we talked about it last time. Yeah, hold on, he's gonna a bit. Instantly. Hmm. Um. Remember. Um. What was I saying? 
Oh, yeah. They literally fucking were just building set on top of set on top of set. Yeah. Yep. So I'm guessing a lot of those Voyager bridge set or uh, ship sets were really fucking cramped feeling. Probably, yeah. It's fucked Which up. I, I wonder, well, it says they've demolished it after Enterprise. I was going to say, I wonder if, like, uh, or after Voyager, I wonder if they still had some of that shit on Enterprise. That's why the one of the reasons why they made that set so small and cramped feeling. Yeah. Could be. Damn. The energy fuck burst those. was produced with dry ice fog, powerful lights, blowers, and something else. He just took a fucking face full of radiation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> face he got full a radiation of... facial. Yep, he got a face full of dilithium crystals. Oh, yeah. It's fucked up that he, like, took the time to take those gloves off Scotty to use those big soccer goalie gloves. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's gonna help. <laughs> <laughs> that shot of David, he's like, Daddy, I'm flexing again. Daddy? <laughs> Look, Dad. Look, see you see you see my muscles, Dad. <laughs> Who gives a f- Khan's full name given in Space Seed was Khan Noonien Singh. We know. I stop it, thee. Oh. Right here, I, it must have been Okuda who said that. Uh, it talks about um, allegedly Roddenberry had a friend named Noonien Singh. Right. It just that just scrolled by, or popped up. I mean, Kakuja. <laughs> Huh. That was filmed in an arena, and they hung a pyro huh. from the ceiling and put the camera under it. Yeah, that's how they did um, Death Star. Huh. They used the same fucking technique then. Yep. Well, the original Death Star explosion. <clears throat> right. Oh, he's letting her wear his Letterman jacket. Whoa, they're going steady again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's, so this, like, made a planet out of that uh, nebula? Uh, apparently. Hmm. This was apparently her first day on set. Hey, where'd the pointy-eared guy go? Better hurry. Oh. <clears throat> hey, it's Mustafar. Yeah. It's one of the most powerful endings of any movie you're going to see. Saving Private Ryan, fuck all that shit. We're talking Wrath of Khan. This is real. This is serious. It is. It's fucking real as anything you're going to see. 
He's dead He's already. Dead already. Look at that. Everybody else is fucking sweating balls. McCoy's just another day at the office. Mm-hmm. It's because he's already desiccated. Yeah. He's got no more fluids left in him. Yeah. He's also got some of that spockiness up inside him. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. I wonder if that was intentional, that they didn't make him sweat. I don't know. He's fucked up. He's like all confused and can't see. His voice is all growly and raspy here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He walked into a door. (laughs) Jim. Are you there, Jim? His radiation burns have a slightly greenish tinge due to his green blood. Huh. Not for you. That looks like he's got ham glued to his face, just so everybody knows. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Don't forget, you got to keep talking. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> God damn it, my throat. Oh no. Oh no, Mr. Spock's dying. Yep. He's almost gone. Sorry, boogers. Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> I didn't do it right now. I had to sneeze, goddammit. Even his hands are all fucked up. I know. It's like somebody's been fucking gnawing on his fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Spock. And somehow fucking J.J. watched this and was like, oh, let's do that, but shitty. Yeah, I can do this better. Or I could just, I can just take and do, yeah, we'll just, we'll switch the roles and, and everybody will love it. And fucking Spock's scream in that too is like, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand he made his Spock way more fucking human, but still. Oh, look at Scotty there with the bagpipes. Oh, yeah. Go for it, Scotty. Mm-hmm. He starts playing Long Way to the Top. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <clears throat> Whoa, you know what? I just figured it out. David looks like Charlie Bucket grown up. Oh, shit, he does. does. <laughs> His was the most 
Jumen. <laughs> what you crying for? Huh. In the original Star Trek pilot episode, Roddenberry conceived of Spock to be a relatively minor character. As the series evolved, mm-hmm. Spock became more popular. Yep. Yeah, they, in fact, had there was a clause in uh, the contract with, uh, in Nimoy's contract that said if, if the audience didn't react to Spock, they could get rid of him. Really? Yep. Because they weren't, they didn't think he would. They weren't sure whether he was going to go over or not, or if people would laugh at the ears and stuff. Right. <clears throat> um. I'll tell you too where. Nick Meyer said he ended the movie and then they were like, well, maybe Nimoy might want to come back. Mm. Prop master Joe Longo had two pairs of glasses. One was broken, the other was intact. Well, no shit. It's fascinating. Hey, Dad, can we talk? Mm -hmm. Even though you wouldn't let me play spaceship um I think you're kind of cool yeah <laughs> when I get grown up I want to play spaceship just like you dad Shit got sad now. Oh, shit. He looks like he's wearing, like, a hairnet or something. <laughs> it does. He's got, like, lunch lady hair. Yeah. It's called a toupee. You don't know that. Yeah, dude. It looks like the fucking toupee of the uncle in Christmas Vacation. Wow, you took a journey there. Mm-hmm. What if they intentionally made David's hair curly like that so that it would look like Kirk's hair? Kirk's mm. toupee. That's possible. So it was like, oh, it's not so weird that Kirk's hair is like a Brillo pad on his head. <laughs> Merritt Buttrick later <laughs> reprised his role of David Marcus in Star Trek Three, although Robin Curtis replaced she who must not be named as Savick. Right. Oh, yeah. David was murdered in that film, but the character later made one final appearance in Star Trek IV, which was also directed by Nick Meyer. In that film, David was briefly seen in a photograph on Kirk's desk. Yep. I didn't know you existed three days ago, but now, I love you. Yep. Looks like a compass on his back. Thank you, daughter. On the back of that, on, the strap that holds his uh, flap closed on his jacket, on his oh, yeah. tunic. It looks like a compass, that circle on the back of that. 
Although the motion picture was a major success, the high cost of that film left Star Trek's long-term viability in question. Really? Wow. Must be why three is kind of cheese dick. I mean, it's I mean it's good, but it, the, it's not as high quality as this was. No, it's definitely a step down. In making Star Trek II, producers demonstrated that careful planning and ingenuity can make Star Trek both an artistic and popular success. Yeah. They gave the audience a spectacular show while avoiding the pitfalls of a runaway budget. No small achievement, indeed. Mm Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Gene Roddenberry once wrote of the space program, why explore space? Why indeed did we... Fuck, quit running by so fast, you cocksucker. I can't read this shit. Oh shit, look! What is a torpedo tube? A torpedo. Wait, who's Mark Six? I don't know. <laughs> He's Mark Five's son. Oh, okay. Okay. Cousin of Johnny Five. Hmm, gotcha. Yeah, that was a terrible reference. No, I, I got it. I know, but it was not funny. I like how they have Spock do the the readout. Uh huh. Whoa, the Starfield's tripping me out, dude. Despite the fact that this was the least expensive of any of the Star Trek films, it's regarded by many as the best. Well, wait a minute. Is it was the cost too high, or is it the less expensive of all the movies? No, the first one, the cost was so high that they oh. were worried. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought you meant this one. No, sorry. Oh, gotcha. Sorry, that was me trying to fucking read a teleprompter that was scrolling by too gotcha. fast. Paul Winfield. BB Besh. You Besh believe it. <laughs> oh, his name was Jetta. <gasps> Whoa. Nicholas Guest. Oh, yeah, that's right. They didn't use fucking Major Barrett's voice for the computer. Well, no, that didn't happen until... TNG, what did it? Uh, no, she was the voice in TOS. Did I just break your brain? There was no voice in TOS, was there? Yeah. Computer voice? Yeah, they'd punch something in and it would go, computing. Oh, no shit. Mm. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that because it sounded so robotic. Yep, that was her. <laughs> Fucking robot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, that's fucking Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, director's edition. Yeah, I think I like this edition better, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot, but the fucking changes, the small additions he put in and the slight tweaks he made, it's good. 
Which it's weird that that long tracking shot was used to add in shit because normally they don't like do shit like that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, like they did the scene that way, and then they also fucking broke down into coverage to do it. That's weird. Yeah, kind of. And it's weird also that there was a TV cut too, where they broke that one or on uh, Kirk and Savick down into coverage. Yeah. Well, I guess because uh, I guess because TV's square screen can't fit them both on the screen at the same time. Oh, that's true. They used to do that a lot. Yeah. Not even like not not even necessarily like pan and scan, but they would just crop the other person out entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know that it was like a separate cut necessarily, but they would like frame it. Right. Yeah, they would just cut him off yeah. when she was talking. Yeah, yeah, they used to do that all the time. That's why it was such a revelation when after having seen like Star Wars on TV and stuff for years and years and years to finally get a letterbox version of it when I was in high school and watch it. I was like, what the fuck? This is like a completely different movie now. Right. Oh, wow. Some One of the stage technicians is related to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Patrick. Oh, yeah, I know him. You better. I don't. You fuck. I don't know of anybody ever in my family named Patrick. Really? Nope. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, yeah, there's... Wait, wait. I I know what I was going to say. Then I saw that dude's name. Wow, sound by Glenn Glenn. Hmm. What? His parents parents were fucking lazy. His parents were assholes. (laughs) Yeah. Glenn Glenn. Uh, But you... Fucking, you always tell me, oh, no shit about aspect ratio. Apparently you do. Why? Oh, I mean, I know the difference between letterbox and, like, cropped for TV, pan and scan, but I can't tell the difference between fucking IMAX and, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, if, oh. what the different widescreen ratios that you're always talking about. Oh. Like, I don't fucking know the difference between that. Like, I can't tell gotcha. the difference. Yeah, it's like this has black bars on the top and bottom, mm-hmm. and then other shit doesn't. Right. I just hate fucking black bars. On the sides or on the top and bottom, it fucking infuriates me. Mm. Especially yeah, now, why they would or why they would release it that way because they fucking shoot that information anyway. Yeah, and they say, "Well, you get more picture that way," and it's like, "No, you're cutting off some of the picture, you fucking idiots." Right. So that's my whole thing. Yeah. No, it didn't seem. It doesn't really bother me that much. Oh God, I fucking hate it. <laughs> fucking hate it, man. It bothers me when it's when they're altering something that you've already seen and cutting stuff off. That I don't like. Like right. like what I said, like what they used to do with TV or whatever, they right. they would cut off the sides. And, yeah. Back you know. when we had fucking square TVs, four yeah. by three. Fucking hate that. And even that didn't even bother me because I grew up with that. It wasn't that big of a deal until until there was that big renaissance of, hey, you guys know that this is not the way it looked in the theater, right? Because right. you never got to see it again after, after it was mm-hmm. out of the theater. You'd never know. You know, if you watch the home video or the TV cut, which, I mean, they call this pan and scan, but it's not always pan and scan. Sometimes it's just cropped. Right. But, yeah, pan and scan, I hate. That looks fucking terrible where it actually, where the picture actually moves. Mm, yeah. Okay, so that's what pan and scan is? Yeah, that's truly pan and scan, but I think they would just call it pan and scan. Even if the picture didn't move, it was just cropped. It was still considered gotcha. pan and scan. Okay. Because it wasn't widescreen. And see, that's the thing that I've never understood. Oh, I hate that. That was terrible. It looks like yeah. shit. It looks so fake when it moves. Right, because it's a fake camera move. It's a fake pan, yeah. Yeah. And it looks like it. It looks complete garbage. Mm. But well, that's normally the way that you used to do it on the TV is, like you said, they would just cut somebody out, and then right. when the other person's talking, they would cut the other person out and just focus on... But then when you see it, the widescreen version of it works so much better. You see both halves of the conversation at once. You know, you see right. the other person's reactions to the conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and you see the surrounding background movement it's just so much 
so much better. So it was, it was like, I mean, it was like a, it was like a whole different world when Fucking you started hell, to be able yeah. to get widescreen stuff. It was like, holy shit, this looks so much better. And everybody's like, oh, the picture's smaller and you lose so much picture. I'm like, no, you get more picture. The picture is a little smaller, but it actually looks bigger. You know, it looks more rich. Well, yeah, like on a square TV, it, it's kind of like they're compressing it a bit more. Well, yeah, well. But you are getting more picture, yeah. Yeah, but even the other thing with the widescreen one is when they would crop that to fit your TV, the picture would mm-hmm. be enlarged. So half the time it, it, it looked like washed out. Well, they still do that today on like certain channels like MeTV and stuff. Yeah. When they show old stuff, they push in ever so slightly Yeah. just to make it fit the screen better and make the bars on the side smaller. Yeah. But that makes it blow out and makes the pixels of it right. better too. Because yeah. they don't rescan all these old shows. Right, right. So that was the other... That was the other thing when I got a, a letterbox widescreen version of Star Wars was the colors were so vibrant and so right. oh, I can't even think of the word, but just vibrant, like like rich, like yeah, yeah, they were was, crisper. Yeah, it was everything was so crisp mm-hmm. because it wasn't stretched out. Right. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So there's your fucking tech spec update, guys. There you go. I do know <laughs> some stuff. Yeah. Just not to the minutia that you know, I guess. But still, you knew what fucking pan and scan was. I'm like, what the fuck is that shit? Well, that's because you weren't alive with the short-lived pan and scan days. It still happened, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't as bad or egregious. Oh, it was terrible. It was rampant for a right. while there. Yeah. So, um, anywho, yeah, that's Star Trek Two, gang. Such a good movie. Do we want to tee up B-Movie March? Sure. Or... No. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. We should do it. We didn't do it last year. Well... We should do it this I know, year. but with all the craziness going on, it's understandable. Well, and, and I mean, if something happens and we can't do it, well, it's free. What do you want? <laughs> um, What we'll say is, though it's subject to change... Yeah. Because, you know, life's a fucking cocksucker. It sure is. We're uh, gonna attempt to revive, and I still, I would love to fucking, I know we don't, it's difficult and you don't have the time to do it, but I would still love to do the thing I talked about last year, do a little poster to promote it, like B-Movie March, the redemption or whatever. Yeah. Because we're gonna be doing your which was a movie we were going to do like two or three years ago, and you were like, oh, I don't got it, though. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be like the return of the movies that was like, I don't got that one at the last minute. Exactly. Because we're going to do your- That's what I mean. B-Movie March, The Redemption. And then we're going to do Creep Show. Uh Uh-huh. The plan is to do Beastmaster. Beastmaster, yes. The other one is uh, Bruce Campbell's The Man with the Screaming Brain. Yep. Which you can't get more B-Movie than that. Yeah. It sounds pretty B-movie. It's a little rinky-dink movie that he shot in, like, Bulgaria, I think, Mm -hmm. for the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) Sci-Fi Channel, that tells you everything you need to know right there. Exactly, son. And by no means is it a great or good movie. Yeah. But you know me, we've always got to do a fucking Bruce Campbell movie. Yep. Yeah, and we're doing Beastmaster in honor of the late Tanya Roberts. Yes. We're going to ogle her naked boobies. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Naked boobies. Yep. I will say that was one of the first movies that I saw like that where I was like, whoa, shit, I don't have no clothes on. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that was the first boobies I jerked off to in a movie. No, no, I was too young for that, but old enough to know there was something happening there that I was very interested in. What's a Star Wars? 
Uh, I like this Beastmaster well, shit. <laughs> little baby Fitz, do you want to watch Star Wars? Fuck Star Wars, Mom! Beastmaster is life! Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, wow. Mm-hmm. You need to go talk to your son. He's in there fucking shitting on Star Wars. What's no. he watching instead? Beastmaster. Now I'm with him. Yeah. I would never do that. <laughs> yeah. Grows before hoes. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's like I said, while it's subject to change, mm-hmm. that's the we're going to be attempting to do it, gang. And there is hopefully going to be a bonus Patreon B-movie installment if we can get it done. If we can get it done. And what we're going to do, we're not going to tell you what it is. Nope. We're going to promote it in each of the fucking uh, B-movie March episodes. Yep. So. You're going to want to. You're going to want to listen to it, I'm sure. I still haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about the movie. Oh, I know. I'm talking about the clusterfuck train wreck that is going to be the commentary. That Fitz is cutting. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I still haven't watched the movie for that. Yep. It's understandable. I'm scared. (laughs) He probably should be. Oh, yes. There will be blood. It's pretty bad. It's probably Mm. the worst of any of the movies we've done for B-Movie. Wow, it's shittier than Blood Feast? Yeah, but Blood Feast is shitty, but in a kind of campy, corny way. Oh, oh. This is shitty in a, like, I think they were trying to be serious way. Oh, man. But it does have its moments. This is going to be like watching Wrong Side of Town. I can see it now. Oh, no, it's better than that. That was that was definitely meant to be serious. This was at yeah. least, like... Have you watched that yet? No. We might have to. Yeah. Because it's just so bad. Yeah, there's way too much good shit to watch to be fucking around with Wrong Side of Town. (laughs) Yeah. I got a long way before I'm bored enough to start watching bad movies. Yeah. And that's not even like bad good, it's just bad. Yeah. This one's bad good, or good bad. I don't know, know, man. It's bad. It's, It's funny to watch it because it's so bad, but I can't tell. I think it's supposed to be, I don't think it was meant to be laughed at, but. Right. It's definitely. I don't think I've ever really watched movies like that. Yeah. Because it just, it was never, I guess you could say, on my radar, really. I was never like, let's fucking watch a movie and take the piss. Right. So it'll be interesting. That's definitely what you do with this movie. Yeah. Like The Room. I've never seen The Room. Yeah. Whatever movie could we be talking about? We'll find out. Um, But yeah, so you've got all kinds of fucking fun exclusive shit to check out on our Patreon gang. Hint is, we've said the name before in previous episodes, so you could go back and re-listen to some stuff and maybe figure it out. If you give enough of a fuck about us to give us those extra plays. <laughs> um, yeah. You ready to do thank yous and shit? Yeah. Let's do thank yous and shit. Okay, hang on. You're supposed to thank yous first and then shit. Oh, sorry. Well, I can't stop now. Yeah, you're gross. <laughs> Thank you, as usual. Go to at the J Sarge for opening music for this and all of our shows. Thanks to at Sherry Archinoff for our logo for this and the main show. Mm-hmm. That's thank yous. Yeah. Oh, which by the way, Sherry has a new website. I think it's SherryArchinoff.com. Oh. You guys should go check it out. Everybody's getting new websites. Fucking A. We kind of rode her coattails on that front, though. Oh, did we? Yeah, she got hers like before Christmas. God, we suck. We do. We're fucking pieces of shit. But yeah, I meant to talk about it before because if you, she was giving away a free Christmas song. But yeah, go over and check it out. I think, like I said, I think it's SherryArchinoff.com. Nice. 
Yeah. Yeah, check Just it out. Just go to our fucking Twitter account, at Sherry Archinoff. It'll be there. Time for our shit? Yep. Find our shit at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundClown. <laughs> SoundClown, you did it again. I always do that. I don't know why. You can actually probably not even do all those links anymore. You could probably just say go to nerdblitz.com and all of our links are there. Well, I was getting ready to say, or find everything we do at the all new, all different, hold the line at 399 nerdblitz.com. Yeah. Did you see that tweet I posted, like, no. ripping off all the fucking comic no. rebrandings from the last few years? <laughs> no. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah, and use our Amazon banners to buy shit, because yes, it you- turns out you can't buy shit for yourself and have it count, yeah. so we actually need real people to fucking buy shit. <laughs> yes, we do. Goddamn and, Amazon. We've said it in other episodes. We'll say it here. Well, maybe we haven't. I don't know. The point is, it costs you absolutely nothing extra. Just go to nerdblitz.com, click on one of those Amazon banners, and do your regular shopping. It costs you nothing nothing extra, and we get a little fucking taste of that. Right. So it's a great way to fucking support the show. And we know you people are fucking buying shit anyway. Fucking A. Who goes to a store and buys condoms anymore? What? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself some extra audio by going to T. Nope. By going. No, get yourself some merch by going to Red. Fuck me sideways. I got fucked up on SoundClown and I'm fucked. We're yep. done. Yep. Get yourself some merch by going to redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash portfolio or by going to teespring.com and search the nerdblitz. Again, all this shit is on the all new, all different. Hold the nine at three. Fuck me sideways. See, you're trying too hard now. I'm trying to run through it fast. Oh. Fucking idiot. All new, all different. Hold the line at 399 nerdblitz.com. Yay. Get yourself some extra audio by going to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com or patreon.com slash nerdblitzpod. I'm fairly certain we have crossed 400 hours of complete content between the free shit, Bandcamp, and Patreon. Nice. What a way to waste a life. Ten work weeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, other than that, I'm at the Scooby Doom. You are at Fitzman seventy three. That's going to be a new <laughs> website tagline. What a way to waste your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I need to cut another radio fucking intro bump. Mm-hmm. Which we need. We need to use those more often. Yeah. But yeah, what a way to waste a life. Yeah. I always forget about them too until we bring them up. (laughs) And then it's like, oh yeah, we've got those. But yeah, we need to work out the specific wording on that and I'll record that. Okay. Together we're at NerdBlitzPod on Twitter and Instagram, Patreon, everywhere. That's important. That's about it, isn't it? Yep, that's it. So until next time, when we come back with at least one B-Movie March flick, Mm -hmm. thanks for listening. And watching. Was that a good Shatner? Sure. God damn it, my ear. Sorry. I tried to pull that mic away, too. Hmm. And I didn't project much. You got fucking baby sensitive ears. I think you just got a loud voice. I I didn't go as loud as I could have. Well, I thank you for that. This has been a feature of TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media.